Gary. <laughs> Not too happy. <laughs> right, okay, we're going to go for it. I'm going to hand the screen over to you. You're going to do some screen sharing-y stuff, and you're going to um, tell everyone about Instagram and Facebook and, and how best to use it. Top tips. Okay. And along the way, obviously, you'll get my jibes from the corner. Awesome. I will <laughs> look forward to seeing them. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so I want to do a slight introduction to start with. My name's Gary James, and I'm head of marketing at a I can hear myself, it's really annoying. Anyway, I'm head of marketing at a tech company in Eastbourne. I work across different marketing means and I've done a lot on social media. So to start with today, um, <laughs> so we have Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is owned by Facebook and that's one of the key things that I want you to learn first of all. They're also both businesses, so they want to make money from you and they will make it very easy for you to spend your money. I've got, Leslie sent over a range of different questions, which I want to work through today, but I also want to show you different stuff on the screen and make it quite easy and simple to understand for you. So where should we start? Let's go with Facebook. And so, if there's anything that you don't know or don't understand along the way, just leave a comment in the comment box and I will um, see to that for you. So Facebook for artists, there's a range of different things that you can start with. You will most likely have a personal profile on Facebook. That's something that's under your name. All of your friends will be on it. All of your family will be on it. And you will use that for traditional Facebook means, which could be connected friends, wish people happy birthday. I don't know what else people do on Facebook apart from that. Um, then you, you could also have a page for your artwork. And that's where we will focus on today. If you don't have a page for your artwork, I'd recommend setting it up. Turn my mic on and off. <laughs> so Leslie posed the first question, which is quite broad, but what are the best features of Facebook artists should be using? Firstly, you should have a page. And I'll show you what a page looks like. It's very simple. And then you need to find ways or content to update it regularly. If your page just exists, but nothing goes on it, it's a waste of time for everyone, really. And so let me share my screen. Share. Oh, oh here we go. All right, you can see my screen? Yeah, good. So this is my personal Facebook profile. And then down here you have different pages that I kind of manage. So this is Switchplane, the company I work for. And there's a range of different settings in here. To create posts, it's very simple. I'm sure you know how to do that already, but I'll just give you a quick 
demo of how what it looks like. So I could pull, this is a poll, and I can do different things to that post. I can add photos or images. I can add different products. I can check in somewhat if I want to. If, the, if I was at a bar or restaurant, I can also run a poll. Um, I can host a Q&A. I can say I'm feeling excited or happy or loved or excited. <laughs> so that's the very kind of core basics of how you would post to a Facebook page. We don't want basics today. We want a bit more in detail. Discord. And so what I'd recommend is firstly, you have to develop some kind of content plan. And that sounds like a jargon word, but it's not. It's just really what will you post on social media and how regularly will you share it on social media? A lot of the things that you do share can be relevant to Facebook and Instagram. And because they're owned by the same company, you can cross promote across the different platforms as well. So on Switch Plains Facebook page, we share different articles that link back to our website. And there is um, different pictures to assist with those articles as well. That's very simply what we share. So we try and share three or four different articles per week, which are relevant to our audience and something that ultimately send tra sends traffic back to our website. We've also got videos on there, so you can upload your own videos. There's me from a couple of years ago. And videos, you know, you've most likely seen different videos on Facebook, and this is how you upload them. So you go into the videos section, click upload, and then it'll open up um, your desktop to upload a video there. So that's the kind of core of what you should be doing on Facebook. You need to be posting regularly on there. One of the reasons I say that is that, hearing feedback. Yeah, one of the reasons I say that is because if someone goes to your website and is looking to purchase art from you, they will, they will most likely check out your social media as well. And what they're really looking for is um, different triggers which helps them take one step more and make that purchase. And the biggest trigger is if the page hasn't been updated in three years. Because to a customer's perspective, that might say that you've gone out of business, you don't exist anymore, and all of these different things. And you're just looking to edge them over the line to make a purchase, and social media can help with that. And I think this statistic is 70% of people check out a, a company's social media page before they make a purchase from a new company. And all they're looking for is that you update it regularly. So that's the first thing that you should be looking for with Facebook. And this uh, this same applies to Instagram as well. Gary, can I ask you a quick question while it's relevant to the stream of where you're at, which is you said you post three or four posts a week with content that's linked from your website and you put a link back to your website. Now, we're often being told Facebook doesn't want anyone to do anything that takes them off the platform. How do you make people, you know, ensure that Facebook shares that with enough of your followers to make it worth the energy? Good question. Um, 
turning it down. Our, who we are targeting as a company is very targeted and we don't have a huge amount of followers. We're not going to be The Guardian or The Telegraph or a huge media organization. So I think bear in mind to start with, you're a tiny small business and you're not one of the going to be these huge mega pages on Facebook with hundreds of different likes. I think that you can um, add and try different content on Facebook so you can post articles to the website. If you see that no one is clicking them, then change that strategy. If you see that some people are clicking them, you can change the text that you write on the post to say, update it with something different and um, just check the analytics at every time to see if it's working, if it's not, change it up. Okay, yeah. But yeah, should... you're right. Facebook really just wants to contain people on their platform, serve them more ads and make more money from them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the top tips there are check the analytics for each one and see which ones are performing best, which ones are getting the most traction, and yeah. then do more of those. Um, we use Bitly links and Linktree. Okay. I don't know whether you use those to... Uh, it's meant to confuse Facebook. I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> so, so it doesn't look like a website, you know, go to my, it doesn't hit the algorithm with go to my website. But um, so Bitly links is a free thing. You just put your website in and get a different link that people can click on. Linktree means that you can have lots of links. Yeah, Linktree is more um, appropriate for Instagram. Right. So we okay. can cover that. So we'll cover that. We'll cover Linktree later. But the top tips here are check your analytics for the individual posts. And does, see, do people see. know how to check their analytics? On Probably not. Could you show okay. them? Of oh, course. We'll need to share your screen again. Share. Right. So we're back bring... on this switch plane page. Right. Let me bring that up. Right. Cool. Um, if we just go back to the main page, so this is what I see if I go to my own page on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You've got this left-hand side column and you would click on Insights here. And then it breaks it down into this sub-menu. So what, what do I want to see? This isn't a page summary or overview. Mm -hmm. And then it can give you the different things. So the one, the one that you're interested in in this case is post. And so you can see each individual post that you've posted. If you click on it, it'll actually show you a preview of it if you don't remember what it is. And then it gives you a real breakdown of what happened, how many people saw this, how many people interacted with it, and what the results were. So in this instance, there was two link clicks to this article hmm. does that make sense yes absolutely and, and you're looking for posts that have you start seeing the higher engagement bars on the right hand side aren't you that's right so let's go to this post and again you can see so 99 people reached reach hmm. just means it's someone has seen it. Yes. And they've not done anything with it. They've just scrolled past it, but it's been shown 
on their on their app or the website or whatever they're yeah. viewing from. And then it gives you a breakdown here. It's got six likes, four on the post, two in shares, and then one link link. One link clink. Oh, I can't speak. <laughs> link click. Link and one clicked. click from someone who shared it as well. Yeah, so shares are something that you're looking for, aren't you? <clears throat> looking for people to share this post. That's a good insight to see how interesting it is and whether people were um, interested in sharing on with their friends. Yeah, exactly. And the more kind of people who share it, they share it to their network of 500 friends. Mm. And ultimately, the more times your content's going to get seen, liked and interacted with. Yes. So the insights are critical is what I'm hearing. Yeah, definitely, because you could just be posting and thinking it's fine and you might ultimately just be wasting your time. <laughs> like, we, uh, it's something I monitor. We have a, a twice monthly marketing meeting and we go through the analytics and say, this type of post did well, this type of post did awful. Let's do none of these and more of these. And that's what ultimately social media and Facebook and Instagram is about. It's literally trial and error for your audience having the ability, confidence, and um, just the time to play around with different pieces of content, monitoring what works, and then doing more of that specific type of content. Yeah, because it's never any point boost, because they're always asking you, boost this post, advertise, etc. There's absolutely no point boosting a post that's got low, low or no engagement. It won't no. make it any better. <laughs> no, so a bit on boosting posts. And so yes. boosting posts is a really <clears throat> it's a really easy way for Facebook to make money. And they're hoping that lots of small business owners will click boost posts, spend three quid, five quid, ten quid, whatever it is, small amount of money, and get some more vanity measures. And what I mean by vanity measures is likes. You've got more people to like that post. Ultimately, what does that mean? It doesn't benefit your business, really, if 10 more people like one post. You're not going to get sales from one post as well. And so I would always recommend if you're willing to spend money and experiment with advertising, do it the proper way. And that's with Facebook's ad manager. With B, because you're given more options into different people that you can target and more detailed things instead of just boosting a post. Because boost post means make this one post that I created go to more people. Mm. You're gonna show, do you want me to put the screen back up? Can you still see my screen or not? Yeah, there you go, I'll put it up for you. Hang on, there you go. All right. I need to lower myself so I can't hear. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's that's a quick look into the analytics. It gives you a range of different things in there, like how many likes your page has and how many likes it's had over time. So you can monitor that if you like. Yeah. And then you can have, if you are uploading videos, there's a videos um, insight, which you know, we've not uploaded a video in a while, but if I was to click on a video. Yeah, there we go. It'll give you a breakdown of the video, how many minutes viewed, how many people, and Facebook does this thing where they categorize people into 
people who've watched 10 seconds of your video and three seconds of your video to see kind of retention of the audience over the length of the video. Mm. And then it gives you an average watch time of that video as well. If you click for more kind of detailed analytics, it tells you this post was really popular with women 25 to 34 in England. And again, you can break that down even more into where. And so 75% of the people who saw this were in England, then Metro Manchester, I think that is, then Wales, then other places. Mm. So yeah, to access that, I'll just do it again quickly in case you didn't see it at the start. So you just go to your page on Facebook, then you have this left-hand side column and you're clicking on Insights. It'll give you the overview page once it loads, and you can use this left-hand side sub-column to um, find what you're looking for. In that instance, it was pull. Yeah. So really, the takeaways from this is there's no point doing it unless you're going to do it in an engaged fashion, whereby I mean you're actually actively going in regularly and updating it and that you're engaged with how that those posts are performing once you've actually put them up and doing more of what works. And you have to behave, you know, as you say, that artists are like running micro businesses. They still need to have some of the conventions of an ordinary business, like you said, with the monthly marketing re review. How is our marketing doing? Should we do more of it or sh is it just pointless waste of time? Yeah, I agree. And it's just, yeah, having the option to experiment with these different posts and saying, I'll give this a couple of weeks of just posting links or just posting videos or just posting photos or a mixture of the three and then having the time to actually go back and reviewing them instead of just repeating something that might not be working for you. Yeah. Because as you say, the big boy, these big boys, they're all linked, aren't they? And um, Google owns YouTube or YouTube. Yeah. It must be Google owns YouTube because I'm sure Google's bigger than YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And and they're all somehow innocuously linked to Disney and Starbucks, I've found. If you go into the they've got people <laughs> on, they, Disney have got people on their board. And, you know, so we know that we're being managed and manipulated. Um, it's taking the reins of the horse back, really, and being in charge of the carriage. Yeah. And so the next kind of question which links into this is um, the top tips or hints for creating an effective post. So I want to... Uh, am I still sharing? Oh, sorry, you have to share again. Sorry, I didn't know you... Oh, no, it's okay. Then. Share again. So there's actually, before I share, I want to kind of just say one thing. And without getting too um, philosophical, why do people use social media? A lot of the time it's because they want some kind of interaction with another human. That could be anger, happy, or shocked. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what your social media should do. It should entertain someone. It should give them some kind of emotion when they see it. And I don't want to sound really wanky because I'm not that type of person at all. But the reason why people interact with something is either humor, it's emotional, either sad or happy, or it's educational or entertaining. 
So your post needs to fit into these different type of categories. I don't think you want to make people sad with your art. I don't know, you might want to actually, but you want to kind of create posts that that reach one of these different categories. So if it's um if it's a joke post, like there's lots of companies who post um April Fool's Day messages and they get interactions because they're funny. Or the the reasons why people post different memes on social media is because they get interactions because they're entertaining. Mm. The reason why, you know, different different um different news publications post articles and people interact with them is either emotional because they're happy or angry at this specific piece of news or because they're being educated by this piece of news. It's something that they didn't know before. And so to create the perfect post, there's no magic formula. The, the, the first thing to do is go back look at your analytics after this meeting on Facebook and seeing what type of post got the best interactions over the past year, if you want. And there will be some that stick out and say, oh, wow, that did really well. I should do more of this content. On Facebook, there's some kind of tips that I would recommend to do. So even if you're posting just text, make sure that you include an image with it. It's about screen size and the majority of Facebook users view on their phone. And so there we go. if we think um, this is the actual size of a phone, if you're posting text, it takes up a small amount of that screen. If you're posting images or videos, they're larger. So you can you can potentially catch someone's attention when they're endlessly scrolling on social media with an image instead of a text. Yeah, often, and that's really interesting actually, because you're saying consider why instead of considering what you want, which is often the artist wants to sell something or we want to sell something, and you approach it from I'm selling you this that is likely to switch someone off. However, if you consider what you're giving as added value, it's either an emotional, happy, you know, upbeat feeling, or it's education or shock can be the, you know, if you, are, it's a mindset shift, isn't it? You're looking for a mindset shift. Stop posting to sell stuff. Start posting to either make someone happy arrest them stop shock so arrest them they're surprised by something that they see yeah or they're educated yeah so a, a tiny example of that is i used to work um with hastings pier i live in hastings and i worked with them about two three years ago we did loads of analytics on the types of social media posts that we did and we did a range of like heritage content um live events food and drink stuff for kids. The best performing post every time was a pretty picture of the pier. And that that kind of shocked me to start with. And I was like, why are people engaging with this? One, because it's a local institution, people love it and hate it. But it's one of the things that defines Hastings. And it's just, you know, it's just a pretty picture and people have nice memories when they visit the pier. So if they see that in their social media feed, they want to like it or comment it 
comment on it or interact with it in some way. Yeah, but it doesn't just... have to be hard, you know, it doesn't have to be overanalyzed. We just saw that every time we posted a nice kind of sunset coming over the pier, people would go crazy for it. And I was like, you know, give people what they want, ultimately. Exactly, because you can give them what they want and then embed some other stuff in there. So you give them the other stuff as well. That's, that's, the, right. that's the clever marketing is you give them what they want and they think they're getting what they want. And then you just drop a little hint in. As you say, it's all about building trust and building a relationship with the people in your audience. Um, triggering memories is a really easy thing for artists to do um, with their with their posts because a lot of their responses are, a, a lot of their artwork is an outcome of their memories and their personal experiences. And I think on that note, Leslie, people follow artists on social media because they want to learn about them. I know some artists don't like sharing anything that's potentially too personal, but ultimately, why are they buying from you and not the hundreds of other artists within the UK or Europe or the world? It's usually because a personal attachment to your story, your artwork talks to them ultimately. And so you've got to give people content that shows an insight into your life and the reasons why you create the artwork in the way that you do. And that's ultimately educating the follower to potentially buy from you in the future. So when people say that word, you've got to be authentic, that's what they mean. People want to yeah. connect with the story of you and know you because then they think that they've they, it builds trust, which goes back to your first point, which is if you show up regularly, people can build a trusting relationship with you. Yeah, and you know, you'll see lots of huge, let's take um, fast food restaurants on Twitter, KFC, McDonald's, all of those, they have personalities on Twitter, which is totally fabricated. And it's some kind of big, brainstorming session with like how sassy are we going to be on Twitter and all of these different reasons because they know people interact with people and not a faceless brand and that's ultimately what KFC are if you remove the, the kernel from the equation mm. um, and so you, you're at an advantage being a small business and especially being an artist because a lot of I, I, I would imagine creating art is very personal and so if you share a bit more about your life and you know the inspiration of your artwork, for example, and where did it come from and a bit about your background so people can understand you a bit more, I think those are the types of content pieces you should be focusing on on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, because it's, it's real and people are getting added value, aren't they, from, from following you. And if you're interesting, then they'll go, oh, that was it. I scrolled past, I dropped into there and oh, I saw that they'd done this and this. I'll, I'll stop next time. And if the next time I scroll past and I see something interesting, I, I'm forming a habit now. I'm forming a habit of stopping and looking at what this person posts. And yeah, then and you know, it might not equal sales no. immediately. But as someone who's interested and we could buy from you in the future, like Leslie, you posted about um, Christmas, a Christmas, Christmas online shop. Christmas shop. Yeah, the Christmas. And salon. I went to the website and checked that out. 
the the one I was the artist I was most interested in was Ed. Ed Boxall, yeah. Because I know he's local to Hastings and I've seen art of his before. Yeah. And that's through social media, through different connections as well. But I, I was kind of looking at it and hovering over the buy button. I was like, Oh, I, go on, go on, <laughs> press the buy, go for, go for Ed. We're all vouching for Ed now. Absolutely. <laughs> when we were coming up with that concept, um, when we do these things, it's a whole strategy of thinking how you're going to promote it on social media so you don't just go buy this stuff and how you promote it on the website so it doesn't look like we're just trying to you know shove stuff down people's faces so we we put in the video and the interview with ed and you can get to know ed by like looking at all this stuff and so you've got all of that and we're trying to make it into a way that people can dwell for a while i hope you like the way we put it in segments so it was almost like walking around an art fair yeah you could go from one to the next yeah it was cut up into the different artists which yeah. i quite like because oh we gotta go I, is I, that I a, oh look there your eggs here Ed's here just buy Don't it, tell yeah. it. <laughs> just buy it go on ed will be so chuffed you'll make his day we, we love his work go on press the buy look there's Peter, just buy it. You'll not be disappointed. I feel like I'm getting peer pressure from this, <laughs> this marketing seminar. Anyway, but, back to the point. Yes, <laughs> but that was that you're right. What we've tried to do is create an experience. And so that when people click through, they go, Oh, I know last time I clicked through and it was really lovely. I might click through again. Well done yeah. to Chris because she designed the page. High five to Chris. Because she designed the page. And so Seafed will give a... you some commission, Chris. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. There is pressure. <laughs> so but that's the thing, it's a mindset. A question of how should artists use Facebook? And that's a broad question, mm. but I would use it limitedly. So don't you don't have to post three, four times a day in regards to how many times you should post let's focus on quality over quantity and maybe three times per week that's a good recommendation to start with mm -hmm. and i'd also sit down and schedule your posts in advance so you don't have if you have a really busy week and then two weeks later you're like shit i've not posted on facebook in mm -hmm. two three weeks a month i would sit down and allocate you know an hour two hours of creating content and then uploading that content and scheduling it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you said at the beginning, a have a content plan. We do. Yeah, so the first step is, you know, writing down ideas of what can be in your content plan. Mm. And that could be, you know, behind the scenes type of stuff. It could be meet, meet the artist or more insight into you. It could be inspiration behind that art, behind your artwork. Um, just something that you think your audience would be interested in that's not always buy this thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think buy this thing is the thing that will switch people off. And very much why we created the Art360 event, which, uh, you know, a quick plug for that is open for applications now, um, where we interview the artists or they do a demo or whatever, and it's, and it's a visual thing because although obviously the ultimate aim is that people will engage and want to buy, 
this is just about visibility and building trust. So you build that trust on the platform and you can use these videos on any platform multiple times. So, yeah, that was the kind of concept behind, that drove Art360. And the, the question of <laughs> what platform should you focus on? Mm. If you have a large audience on Instagram, focus on Instagram. If you have yeah. a large following in Facebook, focus on Facebook. If you're starting out and don't have a large following on each, think about who your ideal customer is. And if you know a bit more about them, like age, gender, their interests, then I can most likely tell you which platform you should be on. I would always kind of recommend Instagram for artists because it's very visual. Um, it is becoming a lot more commercial. Like Instagram have added their shop feature and a range of different features, which are quite overwhelming. But I want to focus on two in this next kind of section. Yeah, with we find you know our, we've got a um, an older audience, but we also have a bit of a segment of a younger audience, and the younger audience um, is educational and it's on Instagram. So there's a lot of artists in there, and they're wanting the educational side. Whereas on Facebook, it's a lot of buyers. It's, predominantly wear out you know if we're going to get a direct message it's going to come through Facebook to buy stuff yeah and so let's talk about Instagram because I realize we've only Instagram. got 20 minutes left yeah let's talk about quick let's talk about so, Instagram. Leslie asked my top tips for effective Instagram presence so there's two kind of main ways that you can interact on Instagram. There's Instagram Instagram grid, which is your normal kind of standard traditional Instagram post, how it started, where you scroll through your phone and you see the square pictures or videos. That's what I call Instagram grid. Then we have Instagram stories, which are the longer ones like this. Mm -hmm. um, and they appear when you open the app, the little circles at the top. I can give you a tiny wee demo on that on my phone. Let me show us your phone. So this, yeah, this is Instagram when I open it. Up the top, these little circles are stories. If I click on one, it loads the story. And then you can click through to the different posts and then it loads up the next account automatically when you see that kind of squarey graphic that's it changing to different people's accounts it's quite horrible that's that what... half of those were black friday gary yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't anyone buy on black friday come to the christmas salon buy from the artists <laughs> and so to add instagram stories the, the quickest way to do it is to scroll to the Right, but I don't know if it's reflect this way. So you scroll and it'll open your camera yeah. and you can see me in there. You can take pictures on there and then there's different settings along the bottom. So there's I should work on a better demo for this, but anyway, so you have these settings up the side that if you click the AA, that will allow you just to type something in your story saying this is a post um like this yeah i was just gonna see if i could do it i could do it back at you <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So and like, then there's lots of things that you can add to that story as well. So you can change the size if you want with the little scroller on the side. And then you can add a GIF to that if you want. So you scroll along the bottom and search for a GIF. So let's now, search. should should people use these GIFs? Is this a good idea, the GIF thing? I mean, ultimately, like Instagram stories are really short. People view them very quickly. And I wouldn't recommend spending loads of time creating artwork or creating different creatives for Instagram stories. They're, they're supposed to be a kind of snapshot into that day. They only last 24 hours, then they disappear unless you save them to your profile, if they're particularly good, important, successful. But they're more about just insight into whatever you're doing on that day. So it could you could share, you know, out a walk along the seafront in Hastings, for example, and you, you found inspiration from that. Or the coffee shop you're working from, or endless kind of things or that you've got a sale coming up or you've got a new piece of artwork or um a little snapshot of you doing something interesting they're more about just tiny amounts of content that people can consume but the great thing is if you put them if they are a bit wacky and off the wall and they're not really that because we talk about curating the grid and making it look attractive when people arrive the great thing about stories is they don't arrive unless you save them. They don't you you're not going to add them to your grid. So they're very instant and you can be quite off the wall and wacky, can't you? Which is great because it again is building a personality. Yeah. And they're gone, they're gone again quite quickly unless you've saved them. Yeah, that's right. And so your your grid is more like a personal portfolio that will stay yeah. there forever. It looks pretty and it ultimately reflects your brand as an artist. Mm. The, the stories is more kind of snapshot, it can be less polished and yeah. more just, yeah, a snapshot into what you're doing in that day. Yeah, which is fun, isn't it? It gives you the opportunity to do something fun because I think Instagram and this whole grid wall, whatever you want to call it thing, can become quite overwhelming. The pressure of making it look great and, you know, what it says about you as a brand. So having the opportunity to just have a bit of fun on the stories. And then if you choose to save them, you can add them to your highlights and they're there for a longer time. But it, yeah, it's um, So you had a question about hashtags. So yes. hashtags are relevant, important for Instagram grid posts, the kind of square posts that will mm -hmm. go on your profile. You can post up to 30 hashtags per post. I would recommend no more than 11. And depending on the types of things that you're posting, I would recommend local if possible. So, you know, hashtag tasting, St. Leonard, Sussex, those type of posts, those type of hashtags, sorry. And any kind of inspiration as well. But I, I would try and use three or four per poll. If you want to do more, a max of 11, but you can have up to 30 in one post. Another thing when you're posting on your grid, links don't work. So if you copy and paste a link, um, 
it'll just it'll just show as plain text. It won't be able. No one will be able to click on it and go somewhere else. And so that's where Leslie spoke before about Linktree. Linktree is like a, a hosting page where you have it on your Instagram um, web, your bio, and it's just one thing that people link. It opens up and it's just a range of different links for them to click off to. Yeah, Linktree is great as well because you can put your logo in there. So it's still, you know, got a little bit of um, personality in, in there. Um, and it lets people see all the various ways that they can access you. Sophie's put a very, very naughty question in the Ask a Questionnaire. She's just written the word reels. Reels. Yeah. Oh, go on. I know nothing about reels. You're going to have to. So reels is Instagram's copying of TikTok, ultimately. TikTok is an app, social media app, that's been used a lot by kind of younger generation. But it's not something that you should totally cast aside as something just the kids are using. I've written multiple articles on different small businesses who are really successfully using TikTok. And some of them are um, small business artists or illustrators or um, people who sell um, lower end products, but copies of their design on things like stickers and stuff like that. Reels is, Instagram saw that, and they thought they should create their own version. And so ultimately that's what it is. And what do you do? You just take like lots of photos and kind of link them all together and it goes around in a reel, I presume. Um, you post a range of different content, things that work well is they're all really short. And so I think TikTok started as 15 seconds, but they've increased that to a minute long video. Mm. And you can post, loads of different things on there. Dance challenges work well if you're a keen dancer. <laughs> I would, Reels is very experimental for Instagram right now. So all I would say is don't ignore it. See if lots of people are posting on there and monitor what different types of people are posting. And if it's something that grows with time because it's a fairly new product, then think about adding it into your kind of social media plan. Okay. The pure dance party. Yeah, I can see it now. We'll do Zumba <laughs> in the gallery. That's what we're going to do. Um, but Leslie, I, I can send over two articles I've previously written that, that are called Small Businesses on TikTok. And I've just searched through TikTok and found different types of businesses from kind of creatives to lawyers to um estate agents and a range of different businesses if that's helpful that'd be great if you can send me the articles and i'll just put them out as a, um, a link when i post up the next blog post about all of this all of this yeah. that is so you know it's a constant conversation because it is a free i think that's the nub of it it's a free way that artists because they're micro businesses they don't have massive budgets it's all of these offer a free way of advertising but they're not they weren't created for advertising they were created for relationship building and you have to get the mindset that's what it is and if you do it well the outcome will be that you'll probably sell stuff and on that note about relationship building mm. lots of people follow multiple other people on instagram mm. but they never interact with anyone else mm. they they say you know 
I'm the business. They should be interacting with my things. But it's a two-way communication or relationship. And so it goes a long way to spend a spare 10, 15 minutes that you might have in a week. Scroll through the people you follow, like and comment on their posts. And I did a social media seminar years ago. One of the top tips I gave then is that everyone likes shit on Instagram. It's really easy to double tap and like something. Hardly anyone leaves any comments on anything. So if you want to stand out, leave a comment on something. Because most likely if, if someone comments on your picture, you'd be like, who the hell is that? You would click on them, go to their profile, and you would be seen ultimately because of that. Yeah, that is absolutely true. That's that's what we do. I mean, we we in our schedule, so in our content plan, we don't just have schedule this post, post this post. It's like and and for two hours on this day, go and interact with the people that we follow on Facebook. Go and interact with the people that we're following on on. Um, Instagram, see what they're doing, comment on their posts if it's appropriate, actually relationship build with people. And you're so right. If people comment on a, I mean, this is a great way to get our attention. I mean, he's just given the game away here, really, if anyone's listening. If people comment or send us a direct message on Instagram, you are very likely to get a very quick response. Um, yeah, I've done some. It's, um, it's, there's so few people doing it. I've done some cold emailing previously in the past, and the response rate is awful. If you cold DM, what I mean is that if I was to message pure and you'd never heard of me, that message will most likely get read and responded to if it's of interest to pure. That yeah. wouldn't happen on an email. And yeah. so direct messages is another way of encouraging interaction or getting someone's attention as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I did have a funny one this morning that um, a guy DM does and it, <laughs> he's in South Africa and he wants me to sell his art. So I think probably going to struggle with that, to be honest. But I read the thing is, I read it. I actually read it twice. So thinking, could I do that? No. Actually, stop it, Leslie. <laughs> stop it. You can't. You can't help him. Not to but, Leslie, imagine if he sent you an email. You'd probably just ignore it and never think about it again. It would have gone in spam. I would have thought, he's some scammer. I'm not going to even read it. So, absolutely, there is a really big tip there. If there's something you want to get someone's attention quickly, comment. Start commenting, and you'll become familiar because – on Instagram, there are so few comments. You know, if you get 10 comments on a post, it's unusual. But you could get, people are seeking these, you know, 20,000 likes, but that's not what you're, you know, they're actually just vanity, as you say. Yeah. Um, Fran's asking, so how much time should one give to social media per day or per week? And I think that's a, how long is a piece of string? But there will be a bit of an answer, I'm sure. Yeah, well, let, let's cut it up. Facebook recommend posting three times a week. That should take an hour to create that content, schedule that content, and check the analytics after if you take a week as a block. Mm. Instagram needs a bit more time and work. And so you need to still need to create the content, schedule the content. Um, but then you also need additional time for what we call engagement. 
So that's doing the liking, interacting, checking different things. You don't really need to do that as much on Facebook. Um, on Instagram, I would recommend, you know, at least half an hour a week for interacting with people and however much time you need to actually create and schedule that content. You just need to think, I need an additional lump sum of time to interact with people on this platform. And I'm not saying it has to be half an hour solid. It could be 10 minutes a day when you, you know, put the kettle on and waiting for your tea. Um, different kind of many times. I do it I do it before I've got a meeting starting and maybe there's like a seven minutes and I'm like, I'm not gonna get anything done. So I might as well engage on social media. Mm. Yeah, you're absolutely, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely it, isn't it? It's like, don't segue to special time, but you know, if you've got dead minutes in the day, that's the time to kind of, you know, it'd be the water cooler moment, wouldn't it, if you were in an office and you're just, you know, walking and standing, waiting for the kettle to boil, or waiting to pour some water or, you know, the lift to come, you know, all of those kind of dead minutes you can use. But I don't think we can emphasise enough the importance of actually spending that time engaging, not posting, but going and looking because the algorithm will know you're doing it. And on Facebook, it's really important if you're in groups, if you want the content that you're posting in the groups to be seen, you have to be live in the groups at some point. There's no point going, I'm following all these groups just to share my content. No, the algorithm just won't show it, won't actually share it. It'll just go, sorry, you're, you're, a, you're a robot and I'm not going to do it. You have to go into the groups and be absorbing and consuming the content in the group. And then I just saw there was a question, can you schedule on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to, I, I know we've not got unlimited time here and social media is such a mass kind of topic to cover. Mm -hmm. Again, you can email me, you can email Leslie to email mm -hmm. me if you have specific mm -hmm. questions. But if I can share my screen to show how you yeah. can schedule on Instagram. Yeah. Let's have a quick this will be the like the last thing for this one but don't worry gary's gonna buy something from ed so we'll definitely have him back <laughs> okay <laughs> so again this is back to my company's facebook page i would go to down this left hand side column publishing tools takes a second to load opens a sub column when it works and then in here you have different options the thing i want you to check out is tools and it's called creator studio i can do a whole seminar on creator studio <laughs> but um up the top this is how you can schedule content for facebook instagram and cross post between the two so you have facebook this is anything i create on facebook they give you insights and different things on here as well if I click Instagram, it changes and I can create a post here. It doesn't allow you to schedule stories only for Instagram feed, which is grid or Instagram TV, which is longer video. And it just walks you through this wizard of like how to upload your post. This is a post and then I can select the image with do that which means nothing to anyone <laughs> and then i would put my hashtags in here as well 
if I can, uh, I can't get the hashtag symbol on my keyboard to work, yeah, but you know, let's say that would be Sussex and Hastings and St. Leonard's and whatever I wanted it to be with a hashtag symbol on top. Mm. And then you would, from here, you'd click the drop down and schedule. You can yeah. select the time in the future and the date, and then you would click schedule on there. Yeah, don't do that, Gary, because your boss will be very <laughs> unhappy if that gets scheduled. <laughs> and then you can, in the content library, you can see everything that is scheduled. So there's published and then scheduled. Yeah. And so that's quite new, isn't it? That you've scheduled that's, quite, that's quite new because it was only, you could only use to be able to schedule for Facebook. So this is quite a new That's right. Yeah, it's, it's a new thing mm. that they've added. And it just allows you to manage it easier. Yeah. And I can, I can come back later and do a, a more full-length thing about Creator Studio. If that's something that, that people will find so helpful. Cool. Yeah, I think that would be really helpful because I think scheduling posts that helps you save time, so you've got more bits of time to do other things and yeah. have the time to do the engagement. I think that's the big takeaway that I've had from what you're talking about is, you know, it's it's no good, is it? Just going, this is a tool for me to sell stuff. No, it's not. It's These are Facebook and Instagram and, you know, ultimately Reels and TikTok, whatever, are there to help you build relationships, to trigger emotions, like you said, happy, sad, angry, educational, whatever. And if you have that mindset and you approach it like that, you're going to have to have time when you go and consume that material too. Otherwise, you become unauthentic. That's why people say you have to be authentic. You have to have integrity. Because if you are just brutally being there to sell stuff, that's not being authentic. That's just going, would you go and walk in the street and literally walk down the high street <laughs> going, buy my stuff? I don't know you, but buy it anyway and shove it in their face. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. So don't do that on social media. Be, you know, you might go up to someone in the street and go, oh, hi, I just went in that shop down there and it was really interesting. There's this guy doing blah, blah, blah. You might want to go and have a look. You'd do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. But you wouldn't go, why have you walked past my show? You come out, can you imagine the shopkeepers all coming out? Coming out of their shop and going, why did you walk past? Come in now. It just, you know, it's rude. Yeah. <laughs> it's rude. So, yeah, if anyone's got specific questions, you can send them to Leslie and you Leslie yeah. can potentially collate them and yeah. I can do another session yeah. or I can answer them personally as yeah. well. But thank you for listening to me ramble oh. on for a while. We love listening to you, Gary. We love seeing you. We love listening to you. You've always got so much to share. I know the guy, lots of the guys are now um, signed up for your uh, newsletter because that's fascinating. I've been reading it as well, and I think it's fascinating. Keep going on that. Thank you. Pat on the back. Um, it's really great. And, yeah, and um, if you want to talk to Gary, you just pick up the phone and call Switchplane. Um, at the moment, you get a lovely girl who, who answers the phone and says, Gary's working from home, but I'll get him to call you. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens all day. Yeah, Gary's working from home. But um, do, you know, switch plane and call Gary and 
they have services for artists as well, I know. So, you know, the stuff that can help. But yeah, please come back and talk to us about Creator Studio. We'll schedule another load of um, these for January, February. So, yeah. Thank we'll, you very uh, much for your time, everyone. We'll Thank have you, the lovely Gary back. He might have a different haircut by then because we'll be out. Yeah, mate. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone, for watching. This Thank will be you. available to view on the website and everything. Send me your questions. You know where we are. Engage with us on social media. Send us a DM. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.